We're all in this together. It's a slogan, but it does mean something. To a large degree, the government's JobKeeper program is this slogan in practice. Now, notwithstanding the many that don't qualify for the payment, it's an issue for another time, there is something incredibly utilitarian about the policy. The fact that we as a nation have realised that we will be better off if millions of Australians don't lose their jobs and businesses can go into a form of hibernation rather than completely shutting down during this crisis. But this isn't a decision without consequence. It's bloody expensive. In fact, the revised estimates suggest it will cost us all about $70 billion. Incredibly, for the most part, Australians seem to be happy to pick up the bill. I wouldn't say happy, but I haven't heard too many people complain, which I think is worth noting when you consider that that is money out of the pockets of every single taxpayer. But lately, the reality of this expense is starting to hit home a bit. Public servants in New South Wales and for the Commonwealth have been told that all scheduled pay rises will be frozen. Now, depending on their role or their, their job, this could be anywhere between 25 to 3.5% that they are effectively losing from their future pay. This is nurses, teachers, and a host of civil servants that have helped guide us through this national crisis, all being told that they will now all be taking an average of a 3% pay cut. Now, that doesn't sound like much, but from someone who used to be a civil servant themselves and remembers vividly having to give up conditions and fight for two years without a pay increase just to eventually get a 2% pay rise, I can tell you it leaves a really bad taste in your mouth. Now, I've been contacted by a number of nurses in particular, and many are genuinely hurt by this. An extra $50 a week is nothing in the hands of the wealthy, but to some of our emotionally exhausted nurses, it, it means being able to go out for dinner or maybe just allows them to keep on top of their bills. But you know what? I get it. We're all in this together. We need to pay that bill, the cost of keeping our economy on life support. And many in the private sector have been asked to take significant pay cuts. Many have been stood down or forced to take leave because everyone has to share the pain, right? But are we really sharing the pain equally? And who stands to make the most from our economy recovering quickly? It's the exact same people who already make the most from our economy now. Our wealthiest. Now, you can suggest to me that all the millionaires and billionaires in this country are completely self-made. But even if that was true, they have made their money due to the strength of our economy. And when this economy does recover, it'll be the richest 1% that will learn the most from that recovery. But how much are they contributing to this recovery right now? Well, unprecedented times call for unprecedented measures. Our economy has never been in this position before. And if we have the audacity to ask nurses to give up 3% of their wealth... Well, I think it's only fair to ask those at the top, too. A 2020 Oxfam study determined that the top 1% of Australians had a combined wealth of $2.3 trillion. I am proposing a one-off, once-in-a-generation, 3% wealth tax for the wealthiest 1% of Australians. Now, according to my maths, this would raise just under $70 billion, the exact estimated cost of JobKeeper. Now, this is not communism. I'm not calling for wealth redistribution. I'm literally asking for the wealthiest 1% of our population to make the exact same contribution our nurses are making, 3%. And to the wealthiest 1%, I say to you, this need not be a bitter moment. There are many Australians that are happy for your success and wish to emulate it. But this is your opportunity to abide by the duty created by this rare moment, where we are all genuinely in this together. Now, if the wealthiest 1% can graciously pick up the JobKeeper tab with this once-in-a-lifetime payment 
It means our society can continue without cutting funding to health, to schools, or to crucial programs that would unavoidably be lost to austerity measures. Now, Scott Morrison said that 2020 for many of us would be the worst year of our lives. Now, if you are in that top 1%, so far you've most likely been greatly spared. But now the nation asks you, heck, I'll beg a once-in-a-lifetime 3% wealth tax for the richest 1%. And prove to every Australian that sits below you on the financial ladder that when it really mattered, you proved that we are all in this together.